0: Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast, and welcome to our Watch Club for The Mandalorian Season 3. This is the way. Welcome to Watch Club, my name is Nate, and this is our Watch Club for The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 1, titled The Apostate, directed by Rick Famuyiwa. If you're joining us for the first time, this is Watch Club, our weekly review series, kind of like a book club, but way better. Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this series and Star Wars in general, so if you haven't watched this week's episode yet, be sure to do so, and then come right back in less than 12 parsecs. Now, before we trust a bunch of Anzellans to repair an old friend, let me introduce you to some of my old friends joining me for this episode. First up, he's the juxtapositional, Django-loving, Jar -jar Jar-justifying, jawa Junkin, Justin the Lobaka Lawrence. Yo, yo, what's going on? Justin, you know who Lobaka is, right? Um... You think like Chewbacca's son or something? He's from the. I think he's from the Christmas special.
1: I was yeah, actually going to joke and say it was his uncle or something.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, Lobaca, Chewbacca. They're like they all rhyme. the know Hi baca. You, know? Yeah. Hi, Hi, baca. baca. <laughs> you think that's what he says when he when, when they, when <laughs> Hi, they <Baca>. see, <laughs> greet each other? Hi baca. <laughs> Hi baca. <laughs> Hi, baca. <laughs> Bye baca. Bye baca. There's the nephew.
2: It's uh, Chewie's nephew. <laughs>
0: Chewie's nephew. nephew Lobaca. Yeah. There we go.
2: He's a Jedi though too by the way. Oh. He's a Jedi. Like Gunji, so Luke Skywalker.
0: Yeah. Like Gunji. Wow. But if you look up pictures of Lobaka, he's nowhere near as cool as Gunji. <laughs> um, joining us, she's the heiress herself, the magnificent, meticulous, and majestic Megan the Magistrate. I mean, hi, Magistrate Clara.
1: Get it right, Nate.
0: <laughs> I'll get it right. I'm so sorry. I, I apologize. <laughs> uh, friends, listen, we made it. We made it back. Uh back to this is the watch club that that started it all. Uh the Mandalorian was That's the wild. first watch club we ever did on the podcast, which is so cool. Um and now we're in the third season of Mando and this this believe it or not this marks our 17th watch club. We've done this will be <laughs> <That's> 17 <crazy. laughs> oh. of these things. Uh <laughs> which is absolutely incredible to think of how many episodes we've we've broken down. Uh and not only that, but coming full circle here, I mean, this is the way. Uh this is the the 17th Watch Club, but it's also the 17th chapter of The Mandalorian. Um Ooh, technically there's some chapters from Book of Boba Fett that <laughs> you know, whatever, maybe you got to go and read that book, but it's then a, it's its own book, man. It's its, its, its own, own book. book. It's a different book. Um, but this is chapter 17 of the Mandalorian to kick off our 17th watch club. So it's just, it's, you know, the force is just working in mysterious ways. Um, but listen, before we get into this week's plot and break down the episode moment to moment, uh, I know it's a bit cheesy, but I wanted to ask both of you on this momentous day, uh, that that the the Filoni and the Favreau hath given us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what has this series meant to you over the years? Megan, why don't you kick us off?
1: Well, believe it or not, this is also the first episode of Geekcentric I ever did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Was oh, really? the Mandalorian Watch Club. Uh, oh, yeah, I believe right. it was... Was it season, season two? two? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it was season two, episode two, I think, maybe.
1: With the lizard lady or frog lady. Yeah, yeah the frog lady. The ice, yeah, and they were in the
2: ice. <laughs> planet, yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, that was my first ever geek-centric episode. And uh, The Mandalorian also sort of kicked into gear my love of Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen Clone Wars yet. And oh, wow. And when, again, is it season two when Ahsoka is... Uh, mm-hmm. introduced yes I didn't know who she was watching that Jeez. episode
2: <laughs> <know>. it's so <laughs>
1: weird that I am where I am now with Star Wars and that all started with the Mandalorian in a way so it's pretty cool to be talking about season three consistently with you guys I'm excited about it
0: yeah very cool Justin how about yourself
2: well you, you know you like you said it kickstarted our watch club for the podcast. Uh, You know, it started out as an idea. And, uh, you know, when the Mandalorian season one came along, it presented itself as the opportunity for us to sort of enact that. So, you know, the watch club itself being a part of our, you know, as you've said, part of our podcast uh for for the last little while you know producing 17 of these it's so crazy (laughs) that's crazy um but as a star wars fan i think what i loved about mandalorian and i still continue to love about it is that it's refreshingly new while still embracing the old uh you know it it has a lot of the original star wars charm that uh we know and love and for better and for worse the mandalorian really does establish star wars outside of the skywalkers and I yes. think that's the most important thing and uh yeah it's 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 been a it's been a great ride i can't believe we're at season 3 it's nuts
0: and uh, and you know we got a lot more to go from here but this is yeah this is the one that started it all um you know it's i think it's for a lot of star wars fans it's the reason to become uh, that they became day one subscribers to Disney Plus. I know for for myself, oh, yeah. like of course we were going to subscribe to Disney Plus. We're huge Disney fans, but the fact that Mando was sitting right there, ready for us to to bring him in. What does he say? Bring him in cold or bring him in warm or something like that. <laughs> um, I think the the show has definitely had its ups and downs, and we've discussed that here on on the uh, on the Watch Clubs. Um, but it showed us that Star Wars can work as a series and it laid the groundwork for what seems like the future of star wars uh, storytelling and i mean come on the first time you saw grogu like we didn't know he was grogu at the time right he was the child but like the, the little hand that comes out and you're just like i was just losing it like i was losing it um and it was just one of those things where again like i think that moment and and justin like you and Kevin and I just calling each other and talking about it like frantically we watched it together.
2: Didn't we, we watched we, it together. Oh, did we on. watch it
0: together? Oh shoot. Yeah. Okay. So we didn't call each other in my <laughs> mind. We called each other <laughs> in my memory. Uh, but getting to just instantly like start being like, okay, what does this mean? What is it? You know, and, and talking about it is what really kind of kicked off this idea that, okay, no, 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 we need to, we need to record this. We need to sit down and we need to make it a, a, a thing. Um, and and it's just such a delightful surprise. It was crazy that they were able to keep Grogu under wraps, um, and uh, and it's really been, it's the heart of this show uh, that allows us to get Din Jarin, who's not just uh, surrounded by armor, right? Like he rarely he rarely removes his mask, but at this point for for Grogu, Din has now removed his emotional armor and I think that's kind of a really lovely sort of message that they've been putting throughout the entire uh, show and and season to season Um, and and it's just like he's this kid's dad now you know it's a story about a dad and obviously with Star Wars you (laughs) know think about the Bad Batch just all about dads (laughs) (laughs) dads So if you like great, you know, dads and as, as a lot of people call Pedro Pascal, daddy, uh, oh you God. know, you can definitely enjoy <laughs> Star Wars right now. That took a weird turn. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I am so stoked to see where season three goes. And according to Jon Favreau, dude, I mean, he's already written season four. He's already written season four. We're not even at the halfway point. He said like we could oh be God. getting eight seasons with these characters, which is absolutely insane. How old is Grogu going to be? by the end of this is he going to be teen grogu like what's going to happen you know it's anyways listen before we're attacked by a giant crocodile monster let's get into this premiere uh so after an excellent recap uh, of din's journey so far somewhat excellent recap uh this week's premiere starts off with an ar- uh, with with an armor making montage as we see the armorer crafting new Mandal- a new mandalorian helmet for a young boy waiting in the water as she walks towards him the other members of the clan lift their flags and pound their chests she begins to lead him through the ceremonial phrases swearing him to the way of the mandalore she places the helmet on his head and announces this is the way and the boy as well as all those surrounding them say this is the way but as the young boy is about to promise to never remove his helmet, the armorer pauses him, looks up to see a massive swell of water rapidly coming towards them. She tackles the boy out of the way as a massive alligator-like creature suddenly—sorry—as um, a massive alligator-like creature hurls towards them. Suddenly, all the Mandalorians must band together, firing away, attempting to bomb the beast. But nothing is working. Paz Vizla with his Gatling blaster still isn't enough. And just when all hope seems lost, boom, out of the sky zooms Dinjarin in his shiny N1 starfighter. He shoots another bomb, this time into the beast's stomach, and as its, gust, as its guts <laughs> rain from the sky, uh, he lands triumphantly, uh, turns his head towards the clan, and we see Grogu poke his cute little head up, uh, and then we cut to the title. So, what an intro! Uh, what did you folks think of this incredible reintroduction to Din and Grogu?
2: Well, it's interesting how we're opening up to this and it's all rooted in a ritualistic uh, part of Mandalorian culture that very much the, is the reason why Din Djarin is no longer a Mandalorian is because he took his helmet off. So we're witnessing you know, a, a very oh, yeah. personal tribal moment. Um, so you have that and then you have the fact that he's crashing in on those traditions <laughs> to save the day yeah. Um, with, you know, his childling and, you know, he's no longer a Mandalorian. There's just a lot of like subtext that's in this scene mm-hmm. that really speaks to foreshadowing what the story is going to be and, uh, you know, the events, but also highlighting where we're at currently in the relationship that um, Din Djarin has with the Mandalorians at this point. Um, I got to say, though, there there's some things that that caught my eye and i know we're not in speculation mode yet but whoa yo, does this kid like <laughs> have some sort of connection to Pazvisla? like he seemed pretty protective oh. of him you know they, they were cutting to him uh, a, a few more times as as the ritual was happening you know he jumped in and saved him um i'm wondering if if this is of of a child of his or a childling of his, I'm not. I like don't a know a foundling that he he a foundling found in particular. Yeah, a foundling uh, yeah. Uh, in particular. It just seems like there there could be some sort of relationship. It's the color of the helmet as well was very much you know that of the same sort of uh, color of, of Paz Maybe so he's I don't know. in. Maybe
0: yeah. Maybe he was a foundling, so he's being uh, in in the sort inducted. of inducted into that part of the clan. You know, you notice a mm-hmm. lot of these different uh, Mandalorians as part of the Children of the Watch have different helmets and different styles and things like that so they are probably a little bit sort of splintered there um at first i thought the armor was making armor for din like i thought this was a flashback right and i'm kind of glad it wasn't i like
2: i like that they let they they misled you that way yeah, right totally but cool. i was but like oh s-
0: is this is this how he gets his first helmet but and listen, sure enough, <laughs> no shade to this kid right but the moment he starts talking and he's got that like sort of like little kid lisp about him, I was kind of like, oh, I really hope this isn't Din. Like, I hope this <laughs> isn't like a slightly more grown up. D- no shade to this kid who, by the way, might not be related to Paz Vizla, but is Jimmy Kimmel's nephew, uh, by the way. <laughs> so, That's awesome. uh, yeah. So this kid, um, he was also the, um, the the same kid who is the Tuscan tribe kid in the Book of Boba Fett. So this kid's just getting into Star Wars all over the place. Jimmy Kimmel's (laughs) got this. uh, He's got the pull, dude. So, um, you know, I get that a lot of kids, you know, his age probably speak like that. But in my mind, I'm thinking like Din Djarin, like, come on, you can't, that can't be how Din Djarin speaks. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. No shade, but.
1: (laughs) Well, I, I can't help but notice that he never actually finished the ritual. I don't know what that means or if that's just like, Justin, you said the subtext of it sort of mirroring where Din is right now. Um, I did love this intro of Mando and Grogu again together in the ship and Grogu just like popping his head up and making his cute little noises. (laughs) It was a perfect way to start off episode one.
0: Well, like he swoops in and it's kind of like the ultimate mic drop. You know what I mean? Like he's saving them all, and he mm-hmm. kind of just like turns and like, oh, oh, uh, me? Oh, <laughs> the one who's no longer allowed to be part of this whole thing? Like, is it cool <laughs> if I save all of your that's lives I mean. right now? That's what I mean. That's that's, and I think so it's. Good. I think
2: again, not getting into speculation. I think that foreshadows where we're going mm-hmm. with Din. I think he's going to be their leader. Oh he's wow! He's going to 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 lead them. And he has uh, the dark will, saber. Yeah, he does, and I think that he this this will be his clan that he will lead. So. Interesting. I think that's, that's the foreshadow for me at least as well.
0: I want to also shout out the visuals uh, department on this show. This creature looked fan freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was he got absolutely... a lot of money thrown at him. Eh? <laughs> oh my god! A lot
2: dude. of dollars thrown at that thing.
0: Now yeah. to clarify, though, like because I mentioned it, I think I, earlier I said it was a crocodile, and then I said it was an yeah, alligator. Is yeah. it a crocodile or an alligator? Which one do you think it is? It's either
2: one They're of the them. Same? It looked like it. Like yeah. <laughs> It was, it one, was Lake wait. Placid, but just bigger. Like, you know, have you ever seen Lake Placid?
0: No, I've never seen Lake <laughs> oh, okay. Placid. It's, uh, it's, a hu- it's a horror
2: movie. Yeah, it's with a big alligator. It's 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 hilarious. <laughs> which
0: uh, one? Which one is known for being in Florida more often? Would have been an alligator. Like an alligator, right? I'm gonna say it's an alligator <laughs> just because you know House yeah. and Mouse. Uh, you know, Disney World sure. at least is in Florida. Yeah, maybe. I, I,
2: I couldn't help but feel but like this was. You know, this this big monster, the use of a big monster like this was similar to the first episode of season two.
0: Yeah, with the great dragon
2: with the great dragon. Exactly. So, you know, again, we know that budgets for these shows are spread across multiple episodes. So this could have been one that got a little bit more money thrown at it so that they could do this properly. But it paid off because it looked really good.
0: So good. So good. And what a wonderful way to open the episode. And it gave me, it was giving me Captain America's arrival in Infinity War level of goosies. Where I was just getting the goosies (laughs) up the arm. Like as soon as he lands, I was just like, and like when the music, like, I don't know if this was Ludwig or Joseph Shirley here, but when the high pitched, was it Joseph Shirley? When that high pitched flute noise hits, as soon as that blast makes that first contact, I was like, let's fucking go. I was like (laughs) so freaking stoked there's, and it's just it's there's such another a good moment, moment that
2: happens there's another moment that happens later that oh. gives me that vibe as well oh, well but you're we'll right when he that. comes so- zooming in to yeah. your point, like you know where he's at with these with with the Mandalorians. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is gonna really bite them in their ass eh? <laughs> he has to come in and blow the shit up uh, yeah. right out yeah. of the water like it, it's it's kind of funny the irony, and then you have grogu just kind of like poke it up Hi guys. So Hi. hey, remember me I'm still <laughs> yeah. around you know what I mean so like cute. it's
0: yep. so good, so good, okay, so back in the armorers at uh, chambers. Um, Din and Grogu walk in And you get that classic Grogu waddle Uh, She reminds Din that he's removed his helmet and that he's no longer a Mandalorian. Uh, when he asks about redemption, she reminds him that since the purge of, the, of Mandalore, redemption is no longer possible. Uh, he shows her a piece of green crystallized rock with an inscription written in Mandalorian. Din tells her that Jawas came upon uh, the rock by trade from a traveler who found it on the surface of the planet. He expresses to her that if he can prove to her that he's bathed in the living waters uh, beneath the minds of Mandalore. Uh, then, by creed, the decree of exile would be lifted, and he would be redeemed. Uh, after a long pause, she agrees, saying, "This is the way." Uh, so, this starts his journey. What did you think uh, of this moment? Why do you th- and and why do you think it's so important for him to become a Mandalorian again, or at least this version of uh, of a Mandalorian?
1: I personally think there's a little bit of you know he he's only ever really known being a Mandalorian so to not be labeled as such feels like this overwhelming loss and I don't know if it's me reading into it but I feel like since Grogu chose to be with him and be a Mandalorian Instead of going with the Jedi, oh, yeah. maybe he has some sort of like parental pressure. Him. He's like, yeah, I gotta him. do this it's... for Grogu.
2: Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. I think I think there's there's a sense of identity that comes with with it. I think that's the same that can be said in modern day about religion and how people identify it. It's part of who they are. And, you know, as Meg was saying, this is probably all that Din has ever known as he's formulated new relationships as a mandalorian um so i think he has a huge amount of respect and that's why he really wants to do it but you know it does make a lot of sense that he feels you know that he needs to provide for grogu something similar that he left which was right there for him to be that was going to be provided to him was to become a jedi so i think that here it's it's about you know having a sense of his own identity so he can then extend that into into grogu Um, I think that's that's a very, very good observation, and I'm I'm just wondering like where so where did these Jawas get this (laughs) this piece of crystal that he just like happened to find like that was that was overly convenient, Um, and also like it didn't seem like in uh, the book of Boba Fett when she told him originally like how he needed to atone, right? She didn't have any claims of like, oh, well, you know, the, the Purge destroyed everything, so you can't go there. Yeah. Right? Like, you can't go there. But now he's coming back to say, well, I can go there? Like, I, I don't... I, it was kind of... It this was a little disjointed,
0: that, right? Yeah,
2: and we were talking about this in the spoiler-free, and so it's nice that we can kind of elaborate, but this whole little interaction felt more of like a validation of, this is what Din's going to do. Mm-hmm. This is what Din's going to do. We I think we already got that, though, in the mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett, right? So it's like, was it essential for us to have this clunky sort of awkward moment after especially like a a really stellar opening that was like boom in your face Mm. right like I think so
1: I wonder if maybe it was them trying to find a way to get him to go to Mandalore and like maybe future storylines throughout this season are going to be Mandalore focused so I wonder if it was like well this is the only thing we can think of that is like in text somewhere else so we can right. reference that. For know. people
0: who haven't watched um, I I, I think Fett, there could have yeah. been a, yeah, there could have been a cleaner way to do it, or maybe For just sure. bump up it that, was in, it was, that recap it was in, a little bit more. Right. But and in it that in the previously recap. on. Yeah. But in
2: that previously on that that comes before this episode, yeah. That moment that they're on the ship, that's from the book of Boba Fett. Right, right? Yeah. We do get that moment when she says, You're no longer oh, a yeah. you have to you have to atone, right? So it's like and and that was pretty much the surmise of of where we left off. With Din, and now here he is saying, "Like, hey, I found this." I-, I guess the I guess the big point of it is that there's this illusion that there's that that Mandalore is poison, mm-hmm. right? Like it it's, it it's planet is contaminated. No one can go there, but he's here to prove that. So, like that was the tidbit of information that felt new amongst everything else. I just don't know if we needed it to happen here. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. he—he's obviously going to go through and start exploring and figuring out how he gets to Mandalore, and right? How, you know, and, and what he needs, sorry, we, for, to get to get his journey right.
0: We could have gotten maybe this sort of uh, with Bo later on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Now I do have a question yeah. in regards to the purge, and it may mm-hmm. be a stupid question, but when did that happen?
0: Uh, so it—it's kind of fuzzy. Um. But according to uh, my favorite website on the internet that helps me with this <laughs> stuff, uh, Wikipedia, it uh, yes. took place during, during the Imperial Era, Age of the Empire, um, which was 19 BBY before Yavin uh, to 5 ABY after the Battle of Yavin. So realistically, this would have been happening, I'm going to assume, during, um, you know, maybe... Uh, Empire Strikes Back. It's probably like yeah. the best. Sort well, of you said before Yavin, yeah, before Yavin uh, and uh, after so Yavin, right? Ni- yeah, that's the Imperial era, right? right? Is is five years after the Battle of Yavin. So it even could have been in within those five years. So um, that it yeah. may have happened as well.
2: Yeah, which so would it have been after like Return was... of the Jedi. Yes, exactly. So that means then by the time that we find ourselves with Din yeah, in season one, that's nine years after.
0: The Battle of Yavin. The yes. Of Yavin. Okay. So,
2: so it's like it's like half half. It's in you that know. time frame. I'm gonna. Yeah. It's exactly. So yeah. it's, it's maybe, something that's maybe, obviously.
0: <laughs> maybe John Favreau will come out and give us more of a,
2: <laughs> a <laughs> more timeline time time breakdown. No, they, some some <laughs> some fan some geek like us or someone else is gonna yeah. find the time and make like some beautiful graphic. We'll and, send. And oh it yeah, us, it'll please. be a big tree. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. and yeah. They'll, uh-huh. they'll have a timeline and they'll have little dots and say like this is where this happens and stuff.
0: So. So then, yeah, um, it is. it does yeah.
1: It does make it strange that uh, the architect, or what is she called? The armorer? The armorer, um, yeah. That She's she going matrix on us right there. Didn't, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it is weird, though, that she didn't propose this exact same thing in Book of Boba Fett, and they waited until now, making yeah. it quite a clunky way to go through and get Again, this,
0: this is where there's a bit of disjointedness, and I'm sure, you know what, at some point, I'm sure Dave Filoni will come out and release an animated short that's going to answer all. These I'm questions into it for us, <laughs> um, but I think um, to me though, I loved your answer, Megan, regarding like why does he want to become a Mandalorian? It's for Grogu. To me, I I kind of originally felt like it was a bit of a um, a reversal in a way, where I sort of thought like I was picturing the idea of uh, the children of the Watch almost being similar to the Jedi, and Grogu saying, well, I don't want to be a Jedi. And so I thought in my mind that, you know, uh, Din just kind of instantly going into like, well, now we both have to be, you know, not just Mandalorians, but like this version of Mandalorian, which is the only Mandalorian he knows, which, again, sort of does make a lot of sense. But Mm -hmm. it kind of reminds me of, you know, I mentioned earlier in the show, him sort of He's he's going with what he's comfortable with. He's getting back in that armor. And so for me, I kind of hope that he that Bo Catan has more influence, not just on him. But on him and then through him to the children of the watch or to certain parts of the children of the watch. And I think that is gonna ultimately set up and I again we're jumping through speculation here, but I think that's ultimately gonna set up the the one of the bigger parts of the conflict between Bo Katan and and the children of the watch. And I think there's going to be like Din and Grogu are kinda gonna be like right in the middle of that. And so I kind of feel like well, that's that's where we're sort of leaning towards there, is like yeah. how do we how do we get you know how do we Miley Cyrus this stuff? How do we get the best of both worlds? Because, dude, I want to see I want to see Pedro Pascal's face. Okay, he is such a good actor. We've talked about this in our no. Last of Us Watch Club. Um, I I think it would be phenomenal, and I also want to see John Favreau take his mask off, his his helmet off, and as Paz Vizla. And I just think it would be really really fun to sort of see this idea that like they can they they can have their they can have their their rules. But they can they can change them as well, and I well, think that's important.
2: Yeah, but I, I think the bigger story here is 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 the idea that the two sides have as as conflicting beliefs. You know, right? Like it's almost like Bo-Katan looks at you know the watch and and you know where Din comes from as you know children who listen to fairy tales and right. you know you know she she made that very clear in 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 season two that you know you're like. Yeah, you've you've drank the Kool-Aid, bro. Uh, you, you're you all you're all in on on this Mandalorian culture, you know, and I think that 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 is kind of the divisiveness that's going to happen. And I think, like you said, Din and Grogu are going to find themselves in the middle because they they're kind, they're, they're so different. They are the from those traditions. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They are they are the divide, and I, again, like that's going back to the opening scene, how they're smashing in, they're crashing in, and and you know saving the day and blowing up tradition. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're blowing it up, so yeah. it's like
0: it's they just it's change kind it. of they change it. They're just like that is the way. <laughs> the whole thing just changes to that is the way. Um, okay, I want to talk about With this a next snap. part. I want to <laughs> I want to talk about the yeah Grogu does a little like mm, hey snap. Uh, okay, I want to talk about this next part though because. Uh, I think massive smiles on all of our faces. Uh, While traveling in the N1 Starfighter through hyperspace, Grogu senses something traveling with them. Uh, He looks up through the glass of the secondary cockpit, and he sees the silhouette of a massive whale-shaped creature swimming alongside them. And then, even better than that, the camera pulls back to show not only the scale of this creature, but in doing so, we see many more of them swimming alongside them, even the little baby one that's kind of like the Grogu of their group. Uh, and, and you know, Grogu then, he gets enamored and then he gets all tired and he sneaks up and has a little snuggle with his daddy uh, in the main cockpit. Um, so let's stop here. Thank the makers, Dave Filoni uh, and Johnny Fabs. Holy crap. We just got pergles in live action Star Wars. Um, Okay, let's let's talk about this. Talk about what your reaction was to this moment, and and how much of this do, is this a setup for Ezra and Thrawn? They're so close. I in my mind, they were right there. <laughs> what what do you guys think? How, what did you think of this absolutely incredible moment?
1: Well, I mean, they already hinted at Thrawn with mm-hmm. Ahsoka, yep. which makes no sense timeline wise because she said go find. Thrawn but yeah. we're like as far as we know he, he's still in wherever with mm-hmm. Ezra so does she know what has happened stuff has gone on behind the scenes that we haven't seen yet so yeah, it sure, obviously yeah. is a hint but they've already hinted at that before
0: mm.
2: yeah i i took this as more of a hint at how powerful grogu has gotten with using the force um, Do you I think, think he can sense them? I yes. Yeah, that's absolutely. what I think. That's that's what it was. I think mm-hmm. that if anything, to your point, it does foreshadow the fact that we will potentially see that story and see how Ezra and Thrawn found a way. Because yeah, you're right. Like in that episode with Ahsoka from season two, I don't think she says like, um, I don't think she says go get Thrawn. She says where is Thrawn? Where like, is Thrawn? Thrawn like oh. where is your leader? Like where is your Where is your leader? She she, and he has come back. So we in my mind, I assume that it already resolved itself. Ezra and and Thrawn have somehow made it back. And maybe that's what we'll explore is that story. I like the idea Uh, that they might
0: uh, be homies by now like they were like <laughs> they Listen, Ron tra- and Ezra <laughs> we were tra- yeah we were trapped with them Pergles for a long Bro. time they both grew beards and then they both shaved them to just have mustaches and they're like they're like they're just bros well, by the- <laughs> I
2: think it's gonna be interesting if if they if how they play with time displacement yeah. with oh, it yeah. like if if maybe not as much time has passed right like time has passed because they're gonna age up Ezra but like maybe not as much as, as they would have thought do you mm-hmm. know what I mean like for how long um but to see this was—I was in total oh. awe. Oh. Um, it was—it was absolutely fantastic. I, my my wife was with me. She she hasn't watched too much of it, um, but like when that happened, she's like, "Oh my God, look at Grogu. He's so cute." And then she, <gasps> I just gasped when I saw In This the, <laughs> the Purgles. and I was just like, "She's like, what? What is it? What are those things? What what's going on?" And I'm just like, "I—it's too long of a story to tell." But my God, I'm so happy that we're at least bringing these these threads over connecting the dots you know and and like you said thank the maker that (laughs) you
0: know Filoni is really every time something animated
1: is brought into live action it's it's another like chef's kiss
0: uh and Filoni is that that chef and he's he's not wearing a chef's hat (laughs) We're in a cowboy hat. But, um, you know, I think the badass way that they introduced Mando and then followed up. Like, I didn't think when that moment happened at the very beginning of the episode, I didn't think my smile could get bigger. But it did. Uh, and as uh, it got as big as a pergle in this moment. Um, and it was a absolutely... A in your mouth. A perg- put a pergle in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> it was an absolutely wonderful moment. And I think it re- it, what's great about it is that it does really work for fans of the animated series but then for those who maybe have no idea like Justin, like you were saying with with your wife like if if for them it's just a really lovely moment that just highlights uh one of the best aspects of the character of grogu is that he's this curious little kid and 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 maybe he's got this special connection to force sensitive beings well i Um, think he's i I think he
2: could be he could be the gateway of how they may find their way back. Yeah, do you know is I mean? he if the chosen haven't... one? <laughs> is he the chosen? Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're supposed to be the chosen one. <laughs> Democracy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so good. I can't. Um. <laughs>
0: um. Anyways, I really hope we do get to see Ezra and Thrawn. Uh, hopefully, anytime now. We got that Ahsoka series coming up. So this was, if this was like a little tease. I've heard to be rumors like, they're not in happening. It. Oh man. Don't don't, I've don't heard put rumors, that out of I've heard the rumors
2: galaxy. that they're they're potentially they're potentially not in it. There yeah. might be more of a, a mando season four or a season four. two, or, or season two For Ahsoka. Or in the Book of
0: Boba Fett, halfway through, we'll get a story about them. But uh, in season two of the Book of Boba Fett. (laughs) So listen, uh, we're back on Navarro. And dude, it is thriving under the leadership of High Magistrate Karga. Uh, Respectable folks from around the galaxy are roaming about. The bars have been turned into schools. Uh, And I like the idea that maybe they have one school where they're teaching them how to run a bar. I think that would be really fun. Um, (laughs) But in the town, we see a statue dedicated to the one and only uh, the GOAT, if you will, IG-11. While admiring the statue, we hear... Mando! And Grief Cargo welcomes him and Grogu inside to catch up on old times. And uh, While inside, we learn that Navarro is an official trade sta- uh, tr- official trade spur of the Hydean Way. Not sure what all those words mean. Uh, and Grief suggests to Mando that he should stay, hang up his blaster, and live off the fat of the land. Uh, that's definitely what I would do. Uh, Din says, uh, he-, he catches Grief up saying, listen, he's completed his quest, but then the little one returns to him um and he was basically critter. just being like yeah the critter returned to him and he was ba- he was basically just like dude just go watch the book of boba fett already uh he removed <laughs> his helmet and uh and he said you know now i'm an apostate so i gotta go deal with all that and uh and You know, Karga's like, well, that's all the more reason to stay. Um, But then their conversation is cut short when a protocol droid rushes in to tell them there's pirates in the courtyard. So before we get to those pirates, uh, what did you think of the changes to Navarro and uh, Magistrate, I mean, um, High Magistrate Karga?
2: Uh, this was great to see Carl Weathers come back. Oh. You know, we knew he was going to be in the show. Um, I, I, he it's definitely thriving. He has two like little Vespa droids that <laughs> hold his, his cape. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah, so wherever he goes, like you can see them like thrumping down the stairs <laughs> and stuff. So funny! Imagine that's um, your purpose. Like it reminds me of, <laughs> of, of the
0: butter robot from from Rick and Morty, well, where it's just like this is your life. This
2: is what you <laughs> do. Well, th- well, if you're gonna see you know gluttony and vanity in, in its yes. highest form, it would be in a sense in the sense of having a droid carry your cape the entire (laughs) way so they definitely you know navarro's doing well uh he's doing well yeah um he's obviously trying to get mando to to stick around for a little bit longer but i love that you called out the uh the way he was like, "Wow, well, you said you were gonna get rid of your little critter friend, and now you're you're you know you're back together." And he just he just puts it as like a relationship status. Yeah. it's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated. It's complicated, and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, he's just like that's so I I chuckled pretty hard at that because it just it feels like it's a bit of a tongue in cheek comment reference to the to, fans yeah, right yeah. like you read it as like just go watch book of boba fett and that's kind <laughs> of it's like it's complicated it happened in another show yeah it's there's a whole bunch of other <laughs> episodes that I think so yeah we we're, were sticking around together for a little while longer so yep. yeah yeah it, it was a it was a speedy sort of uh catch-up but interesting that um look at navarro man it's just it's blowing
0: up dude those yeah. kawakian monkey lizards last time we saw them they were on a spit they were roasting on a spit, and now they're free oh Roman. God. I wonder if there's like a PETA of the Star Wars universe that flew in and was just like, listen, Grief, you got to <laughs> you gotta make some changes around here, okay? These are protected animals, uh, these Kowakian monkey lizards. But, um, you know, Grief, I think, is – I love that he's sort of – Carl Weathers is perfect for this character, and I love <laughs> that he's kind of – he's he's both – I love how he kind of acts like it's not a really big deal, like, hey, it's High Magistrate to you. But then (laughs) then when somebody else messes it up, he's like, get the fucking name right. It's High Magistrate. Uh, It's so funny. Um, And, you know, I think we've mentioned in our previous Watch Clubs a bunch of times for this show that at times it feels very video game-esque with its side quests. Uh, And this episode is not only setting up a ton of side quests but the growth of Navarro also reminds me, and Megan, you're gonna you're gonna smile as big as a pergol right now. Uh, this reminds me a lot of Tari Town uh, from the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, right? Where in that game, every time you come back, it's just getting better and better and better. And I love that we can see these changes happen without having to. Uh, necessarily directly influence them. It just shows Mm. that like from a storytelling standpoint that the galaxy is going to grow and change whether you're there or not Mando and I think that from a a narrative standpoint is awesome and I love that they're able to do that.
1: I also think that uh, Navarro looks like it's going to be our almost landing pad for the season. This is going to be the town that he's constantly coming back to and to see a lush built up town is super awesome and great to be able to revisit and maybe catch new things every time we go back.
0: Oh yeah.
2: I, I also think it's going to be a place of great conflict. I think we'll see mm. some 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 Mandalorians <gasps> falling from the sky oh, into no. who, into the city. Uh <sighs> There was something in the trailer, right?
0: Wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there was something
2: in the trailer. And now seeing Navarro now after this first episode, I'm like, oh, maybe that was it. Because I think think instinctually when I saw it, I I thought of it as a flashback uh, to... Uh, the moment with Din, with Din getting uh, when rescued, he was younger, yep. getting rescued, and I thought, you know, they, but now thinking about it and seeing Navarro, I'm like, oh wait, maybe this is where it's going to happen. It's not a flashback because now that makes sense. Like, why would we go back to that moment? We've already seen that moment. Maybe it's something new. Maybe Oof. there is going to be a, a a conflict of some sort that will happen in Navarro. But I do think that it's very important with that those pirates we reestablish yeah. with the pirate exactly. Yeah. yeah, we. I think it's important that we reestablish you know, Navarro and its importance. Uh, to you know, not just Mando, but to the story as as a as a whole, right?
1: For sure. I also just want to point out a couple of the many adorable Grogu moments oh, that happen in this on. episode. Number one, baby's always hungry, so he will find <laughs> any little... snack that he can and just <laughs> grab it, eat it. But also, just watching him like spin himself yes. in the chair was one of my favorite things of the episode. He's
2: strong with the force now.
1: He, remember how he just often plays would, he plays would... with it.
0: When he used the Force before, it would, like, he'd get a little tuckered out, and you have to go to take a little nap nap. (laughs) But now, he can just push himself around on a little chair and pull little Skittles into his mouth. Like, it's fantastic. Um, no, I love it. And and just one more thing before we move on. Justin, you had mentioned a um, kind of like how it's complicated felt like an in-joke. I think another line that really felt like an in-joke, there's this exchange between Din and Cargo where he corrects him and he says, his name is Grogu. And Karga just looks at him and goes, if you say so.
2: <laughs> it's just <laughs> so,
0: so funny because that was everyone's reaction when <laughs> when it was revealed that his name is Grogu. We're just like, Grogu, okay, yeah. okay, okay, I guess. <laughs> so good he'll but you don't want us yoda. to call
1: him baby yoda?
0: Yeah, he'll always be baby yoda, but it's just so funny that like, it's, if you say so. <laughs> if you say so. Uh perfect line delivery. Okay. Uh Din and Karga walk out to see Vane and his men attempting to have a drink in a school. Vane and his men uh you know remind Karga that if it wasn't for his boss, their boss, the pirate king Gorian Shard's cut of the treasure, the saloon would have never been built in the first place. Uh, After they continue to refuse to move, uh, the two settle it with a classic intense Old West shootout. Karga shoots the gun right out of Vane's hand. And as the other pirates raise their blasters, Din and Karga shoot them all dead, and Grief sends Vane off with a warning. Uh, after the shootout, Grief opens up to Mando about his true intentions in wanting him to stay, claiming that he needs a new marshal now that Marshal Dune uh, has been re- <laughs> recruited <laughs> by special forces. Uh, and we also learn Special that, forces. Yeah, we also learn that Moff Gideon was sent off uh, to a New Republic war tribunal. So let's pause here for a second. Kara uh, Dune has been recruited by special forces. Moff Gideon was sent off to a new Republic War Tribunal. What does this all mean? And will we se- ever see these characters uh, again?
1: Kara Dune, Dune for sh- no.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. She's, that's just a polite
2: way of saying, like, uh, you know what, though, actually, I, I'll t- I retract. I- we could see her again. We We could see her show up, but this might just be a nice way to preserve her character and send it off without saying anything bad well just, it, you know i think that's just the it's the it's the political way to kind of address and you know rick shift to the
0: side rick femi fem femu fem, i gotta always get that right rick femu uh who we actually interviewed by the Kar-Doo. way yeah um I don't, well i don't know if he's is he friends with uh with with gina carano well in doing some research getting ready for the interview yeah
2: um i watched it behind the scenes and she loved working with him and it seemed like that they kind of may have formed, like, a friendship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Well, he, uh, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I think she spoke highly of a lot of people. I think she also spoke about things she shouldn't have spoken about online. Yes. So. Very toxic. <laughs> and
0: then doubling down on them. Um, yeah. And, and, like, her character was was fantastic. Like, I such loved. Luna lovegood. I loved. Oh, my gosh. I loved. But I loved Cara Dune uh, quite a bit. I thought she was such a cool character. And uh, and Rick Femu Femi- Femi- um did say that she is a really important character to the story, so I think we might see Cara Dune again, not not Gina Carano. I think she'll be recast. Um, I think Marvel's done it. I think Star Wars, I think Lucasfilm, they're not against doing that necessarily. Um, And I think we'll see whoever this new person is, this new Cara Dune, alongside Bill Burr and Paul Sun-Hyung Lee uh, in the Rangers of the New Republic. I think it's actually still going to happen, especially with this little toss-up of recruited by special forces. And in just saying that, in just giving us that one line, They've now just said, you know what? Now we've got time to develop something if we want to. They don't have to. They could just straight up poochie it, and she's she's just gone forever. But but here, um, do you know who poochie is? He's a Simpsons yeah, thing. yeah, Simpsons,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but yes, I think uh, I think that's I think she's going to get recast now. Moff Gideon, we were in the room when Giancarlo Esposito in at Fan Expo Toronto yeah, last he's year. Kind of he's coming back. back. He was preaching. He was giving us his <laughs> church service explanation with all of his advice for our lives. Uh, and, but he was pretty excited about coming back for season three. So we got to see him, right? He's going to get out of yeah, a jail of or something.
2: Okay. Yeah, he's he's going to... And I think he's going to show up in Moff Gideon style. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Badass. So, yeah. Well, even, he, if it's, even, even if he is imprisoned, mm. right?
1: He was involved in a lot of the cloning stuff, though, was he not? So...
0: Yes. Yeah, I think so. Wasn't we could he? still he, see he was at that facility.
1: Yeah, Mount yeah,
2: something. He, mm-hmm. Yeah, we could see that facility. I think Mount yeah, Pantus. he's definitely it. He's attached to like the sort of special projects, right? Because the Death Troopers were definitely his 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 thing, and he obviously wanted Grogu. Uh, so it was probably part of uh, special projects. That's the thing that we haven't
0: really unraveled yet. Yeah, you know an I mean? and we know so, Pershing from the trailer. We know no. Pershing is is hanging out on Coruscant at some point maybe yeah. maybe we, he's in a jail on Coruscant or something yeah. in that regard for sure yeah. for
2: sure and i i know that like we've gotten more visual hints at the potential of this show kind of talking about snoke mm-hmm. and stuff like that but we know with a show like the bad batch cloning is very integral Huge. to it is is hugely important to the the story so um yeah i think it's it, i think it's safe to say that He'll come back and you'll have some sort of importance to play in, in that sort of special projects area.
0: Well, I also want to point out these pirates here. Um, we get another live action week in the group. Uh, and, you know, we've gotten Hondo Anaka in in not just live action, but in real life at Galaxy's Edge. Uh, and then Tanti, the bartender from Mos Pelgo and now this guy, and they're just sort of proving more and more that they can give us live-action, uh, you know, uh, week way. And so I'm wondering, does that mean eventually we might get a, a true pirate king, a return of the king, if you will? Because um, Hondo was the pirate king before this other guy, right? So I'm wondering if—and if, and the other thing that I'm also curious, too, if you look at their outfits— does kind of look a really quite a bit like like hondo's crew and i'm i'm you know maybe that's just star wars pirates like that's pirates, just the yeah. pirate template for star wars world but like i i, I still Ravagers. think I, I still yeah maybe like very ravager-esque but i think it would be really cool if maybe some of these folks were from his crew and maybe have defected mm-hmm. from him because he's gotten too old but then he comes back it's... and he's like hey i'm back uh, you know i want him to just <laughs> i think it's back. very yeah hey
2: I think I think it's very likely that he will find his way into live action. Please uh, still be alive. You know, well, he
1: was besties with I Ezra, I, right? So.
2: Yeah. But he's on he's on Batuu, right? Like Batuu is supposed to exist in a sort of present state of Star Wars.
0: Yeah. Right. Like that's within true. The sequel oh yeah, trilogy, true. So right? then he's definitely alive. What am I talking about? Yeah. So he it's would, that he would
2: definitely be alive. Okay, so, okay. Cool. So yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's keep going here. Mando politely declines to offer to become Navarro's marshal and asks Grief, uh for his his friend back, pointing at the statue of IG-11. He needs a droid (laughs) that he can trust, uh, and he's that droid. After attempting to repair IG himself, he manages to power him up, but unfortunately, uh, the droid is back to his original programming. He goes all Terminator on them, uh, and at all costs, he must destroy the asset, uh, and he drags his body across the ground in a really terrifying way. Zombie. Zombie Zombie IG. Um, and then, uh, and, and then Karga's assistant uh, protocol droid knocks over a bust of Karga himself onto IG's head, stopping its attack. Uh, unable to repair the droid himself, they entrust the job to this is the best a group of Anzellans, uh after working tirelessly and yelling a lot um the, and also avoiding grogu's grasp uh they they tell mando can't fix it without a certain part that is very hard to find uh it, it, it the Bokan. um but din <laughs> says that he can recover the part for the repair uh and then says his goodbyes to grief so let's talk about for me Another highlight of this episode, seeing two of the cutest things in the galaxy embrace, albeit non-consensually. <laughs> um, how fantastic was it to see the Anzelans here? And why do you think it's so important for Din to recover IG-11 instead of any other droid?
1: Well, I got to say, the moment the Anzelans came on screen, I was like, whoa! <laughs> I got so, so excited. When he's, like,
0: when he's I... like, what do you want? What do you want? Like He's like, what? What you want. And it, it's just the little it, eyebrow. It's boken. The boken. The boken. It's so cute. The, oh man. Bad gosh. baby. Oh, bad oh baby, God. or like the the use of poo in this episode. You know, <laughs> buy new droid, this one poo Like, oh I love their use of basics. So good.
1: They're so cute. Um, I feel like IG11 was very much a protector of Grogu, and he became really special to their sort of team in season one. Mm-hmm. And I remember his like self-destruct moment was really sad. And yeah. I'm pretty sure I cried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I can't, I didn't go back and watch the first season, but I feel like there's a lot more to IG-11 that is necessary for the future of Grogu, the future of protecting him and um maybe the future of the Mandalorian children of the watch under Ooh. Mando's rule
0: interesting
2: well I think you know given the fact that there was such a fear from Din Djarin
0: yep they took his life away dude they, they took, took his, his life. life away they, they took everything away yeah.
2: yeah I think that it says a lot that he considers IG 11 a friend yeah and I think it, it's it's through the eyes of Grogu mm-hmm. it's through the eyes of of the fact that IG 11 put himself in between you know all threats you know and protected Grogu um and that that means a lot to him and I think based on that alone, he can trust him. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? He can he can trust him and he understands, uh, that that he will do right by by Dinjarin and protect Grogu. Um, I think that it's 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 makes for a good adventure to Absolutely. have IG Eleven oh, uh, as Waititi. well. I think that yeah, well, just even just to have a droid like that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like in the moments from season one when he was around, like he was still comedic. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He was also like, and he was also like all, all the other droids that's just completely inept with, you know, and not understanding, you know, human situations. Yeah. Social so. cues and what have you. Social <clears throat> cues and yeah. stuff like Very that. Very C3PO. So. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I, I think, I think it, it sets up a really cool, you know, side mission that I I hope we, you know, we get to see.
0: I hope it pays off. I also, I also think too it 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 highlights uh, another example for Din as proof to the children of the Watch that hey listen we can be different we can make friends with droids and we can make friends with with little green eared uh, eared foundlings right and. And so I think I think it's kind of another example where, you know, they would look at dro- maybe they also sort of look at droids as as this terrible thing um, because of how they've had to, you know, sort of go through and, and protect uh, people from them uh, when they were being used by the separatists. Um, I, I, I want to just quickly just before we continue, just a couple more things on the Unzellens because I can't get enough of these little guys. <laughs> um, shout out to Shirley Henderson. Uh, who does all the voices uh, for the anzelons Babu Frick as well in The Rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker, um, but also Moaning Myrtle uh, from the Harry Potter franchise. She's the voice of Moaning Myrtle. So um, dope that Shirley is back. I love that. Um, and then I've got a, a fun uh, Anzellan fact for you. Uh, it's not a batch fact, but it's an Anzellan <laughs> fact. Um, besides showing up in the High Republic books, uh, there is an Anzellan named Shrug Drabor who is the designer of the Halcyon, uh, which is better known as the Galactic Star Cruiser at Disney's Hollywood Studios, uh, which is, is pretty dope. I kind of he's uh, he's this little guy, and uh, and he's the one that designed the ship. So it's just kind of neat to get an in-universe another in-universe example of the Enzeln's. It seems like they're really making Enzeln's uh, a thing. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I just need, I need more Anzelans in my life. So I just wanted to quickly shout that, that stuff out as well. Um, but let's keep going here. On their way to their next destination, Grogu's Mandalorian lesson, uh, I love how he's getting a little lesson from his dad, uh, is cut (laughs) short by Vane who shows up yet again seeking revenge for the four pirates that were shot down on Navarro. Uh, what proceeds is an incredible dogfight as they pursue Din into an asteroid field. After bobbing and weaving and using stealth, he manages to take them all out, all of them except for Vane, who leads uh, Din directly into the sights of the Pirate King's ship. After a brief exchange, Din tells Grogu, never trust a pirate, as he blasts off into hyperspace. So, what a fantastic space fight. Uh, what did you think of Mando's skills here, and, and what did you think of uh, King Gorian Shard? <laughs>
1: I literally wrote, aka Greenbeard, because he looks <laughs> yes. like Blackbeard from Pirates of the Caribbean, but he's Just covered in green moss. Yes,
0: <laughs> yeah. I was also getting Davy Jones vibes from the guy as well. Sorry, yes, yes. I think
1: that's where my brain was at. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, no, such a works strange
1: too. looking character. Love um, it. not scary. I don't know if he was meant to be. I think he was meant to be
0: kind of silly, like he's like played comedic, by. Um, yeah. He's played by Nonzo Anosi who, uh, if you've ever watched, there's a great series on Netflix called Sweet Tooth, uh, and uh, I don't know if it's going to keep going or if they cancel, like they cancel all their stuff, but he plays uh, Tommy Jeppard on the show, and he also, by the way, plays the voice of Sam Obisanya's dad uh, on the phone when Sam is talking to his dad uh, over the phone. That's that's the voice, and I don't know if he's the... I don't think he's the actor that portrays him. I still can't remember if I've seen uh, Sam Obisanya's dad in the show, but... Um, but I uh, so. but I did love that zoom out on, his, you know, when he's kind of just like, it felt like an 80s sci-fi thing to do, where it's just like, yeah. no, it? <laughs> like, it's so good. Yeah. They really yeah. knocked it out of the park with this guy. He looked awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He looked like uh, the m- swamp thing. Not the man thing. Swamp thing. Right. Um, <laughs> good to differentiate. Know, very, very, uh, you know, green, floral, mm-hmm. dangly bits and just super tall um but like i don't know again i think what's what's been interesting about this episode is that we're we're kind of seeing different um things that we probably are going to be revisiting the, the rest of the season like I, I think it's safe to say that he's this coming back is, he's coming back mm-hmm. he's going to come mm-hmm. after after mando hard so and then it's going to be interesting and dude here's how. what's going to happen
0: right he's going to be there they're fighting the children of the watch are fighting in navarro and all seems lost and guess what happens swoops in, and he goes, hey, I'm back, and I'm Hondo Naka. And and (laughs) he blows them all up, and we get Hondo back. Uh, I got mad Batman vibes from this space fight. I Mm. Like, even hearing Vane saying, does anyone have eyes on the Mandalorian just gave me instant flashbacks to seeing Scarecrow in Batman Begins when he's, like, looking up and he's all scared. Mm. Like, I was like, yo, this is some straight-up Batman stuff, and I think it's so cool that he's using fear uh, their own fear against them and mm-hmm. i just i think it, it's it between this and luther rail's fonder Hallcraft with its use of the laser beams they are stepping up the space combat space in star space wars yeah. huge like they're biggling. reimagining it's so cool yeah they're,
2: re-ima- yeah, they're reimagining the the dogfight it's not just you know based on old world war uh, you know footage it's it's now adapted so, so I thought good. what was really cool is like you said bobbing and weaving going stealth, and just the cool wraparound tricks that he did, and he was blasting them. He was just shooting them off one by one. It shows a level of confidence and knowledge mm-hmm. with, with with the ship, you know, to handle it that well. So, yeah, I was definitely, this was one of those moments where I was like, damn, some good space fight.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong. It reminded me a little bit of Clone Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi. Star That's fighting. a ship.
2: That is his ship from oh. from... Uh, <laughs> But that's like not the mistaken, early or prequel.
0: No, he's not an N one. That's not an N one, though, is it? No, no, no. It's not an N one. But it looks. I mean, it could be similar. Looks but they similar. definitely. They're definitely. He's definitely flying around. But no, I get what you're saying. Like when uh, the between way him he's and, battling and the yeah and hiding, hiding on the, the asteroids. Right, and right, stuff. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe maybe you know we'll get a, a side story about uh Obi Wan teaching old Ben Din Jar and how to. No, it's not. No, he's
1: dead he's, by now. He's gone.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Um, <laughs> okay, let's let's keep going here. Uh, they arrive on the rainy planet of Calavala, uh, and uh, they land at a Mandalorian castle. They walk through a long, echoey hallway towards a complacent-looking Bo-Katan. Din offers himself in joining her to retake Mandalore, and Bo informs them that when she, when she returned without the Darksaber, her forces melted away. The stolen fleet are currently making their way through the galaxy as mercenaries. She asks Din if he still has a saber and suggests that he could lead them. Uh, She tells him that his cult gave up on Mandalore long before the purge. She says the children of the Watch fractured and shattered their people. And she she tells him that there is nothing left and that he should go home. Din informs her that he's going to Mandalore to bathe in the living waters. She calls him a fool and tells him the planet was ravaged, plundered, and poisoned. She lets him know uh, that the mines are beneath the civic center in the city of Sundari. Din thanks her and tells her that he will find out if the planet is really poisoned. And she says, goodbye, Din And the episode ends. Uh, So Bo-Katan seems rather defeated here. Uh, Mm. Like she doesn't care at all. What do you think is going on with her here? And uh, what do you think will convince her to join Mando uh, on Mandalore?
1: Well, I think, I mean, first viewing of Bo in this season is epic. The way she's, I mean, I understand she's defeated and and sad and maybe a little disheartened. But the way she's like posed up on her throne, I was like, damn, (laughs) let's go, Bo. (laughs) <laughs> um, But I feel like there's still a little bit of jealousy in the fact that Din has the sword and mm-hmm. she can't have it. And again, this was that moment of when she returned to her people, all of her people left her because she didn't come back with the sword. So not only is she defeated with the fact that everyone who was following her just decided that she's not worth it anymore, but she now like rules a throne of nothing, which is even more upsetting. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah. she's She's a a
2: leader with no people. Yeah. Yeah. She's a leader with no people. She's, she's defeated. She's mourning her loss. She's kind of in self pity mode right now, uh, in my opinion. And I think that that's, you know, to, to your question about what's going to get her out of her rut. You know, all I would say is wait for episode two. But uh, <laughs> um, I think the 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 main thing that's clear here is that you're right. There's a sense of animosity and jealousy. Um, you know, she doesn't think that Din Djarin is deserving of the dark mm-hmm. He doesn't understand, you know, its importance and what it what it means, you know, for Mandalore and for the people of Mandalore. Um, so I I think that in its in in that. In itself is kind of where that attitude comes from, this, mm-hmm. this sort of you know uh, degrading like you think you 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 think you you can just go to Mandalore and like solve all <laughs> your problems, like come on, yeah, like you just li- listen to fairy tales. Come on, just like get over yourself. Like it it has such a, it there is a there is a sense of immaturity in her in, in her, her her approach. Um, But that said, this concludes our. Um, I think you put it best, Nate. Video game esque. Episode that weaves us through the galaxy to kind of show us upcoming threats, allies yeah. and, and stuff starting, like that he's for, like, for the He's season. like
0: pressing X on all the NPCs and, and agreeing <laughs> to the cutscenes, but then not actually doing any of them just yet. He's just collecting all of them before he's like so, figuring out what he wants to do next.
2: Yeah. And the fact that we end with Bo-Katan, yeah. who, you know, is going to be a, a threat uh, to... I'm not a threat but a um, I guess a challenge Mm -hmm. to to Din Djarin um, it makes a lot of sense right so for me at least I was like "Oh, okay well at least I know that we'll be seeing some of these things over the course of 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 the rest of the season
0: yeah I mean we still got what like seven episodes to go Um, now I'm assuming there's more than one castle on this planet because this doesn't quite look like the throne room from Clone Wars. Like in in Clone Wars mm-hmm. there was a lot more natural light. There were a lot more windows. I don't think that that um, that big stone depiction of the of the the battles on Mandalore. Like I don't think that was in in where Satine uh, mm-hmm. would sit. But you have to imagine that like maybe this is one of the thrones that Satine would sit on it's or Bo's, right or it's Bo's throne. or maybe it's boast or maybe this was her castle, think- right?
1: Because Satine was the ruler of Mandalore. Yes. So that's the last this isn't throne on, she this, sat
2: on, for sure. And this is, and this seems like this is not on Mandalore. Mm-hmm. It's on a planet near Mandalore. Right. right? Yes. This is so,
0: Calivalla. So, but yeah. you'd have to imagine, like some some royal relative probably sat there their buns there. It's, um, their, it's their beach cottage. Yeah, man. their beach cottage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they just have the one butler droid just chill in there like to walk okay <laughs> <them>. um, <laughs> uh I, uh, I think that um, I think the messaging could be something along the lines of Din explaining that, that he and Grogu and maybe IG-11 should have never been able to work together. And maybe even Bo they, that, that isn't like the conflict is there And him explaining that to the Children of the Watch, showing that he's learned and he's grown so much because of his relationship with these people. I think that, to me, is going to be a big argument to the Children of the Watch to say that that this isn't the way. This isn't the only way. And I I really do think that that's kind of where they're going to sort of lead towards. Um, I also wanted to quickly just shout out—this has nothing to do with the question I asked— but my favorite <laughs> credits concept art that they've ever done in the show. And it's just Grogu giving a big old squeezy uh, to the Anzelin. It's just the biggest hug ever. I'm like, I'm like, how did they just make the cutest image in the world? Uh, I, I don't understand. So I'm going to need, need a print of that. Uh, I'm going to need to get uh, a, a, my own Anzelen to give to my own little Grogu here so they can hug each other forever. Uh, and he can just say, no squeezy, no squeezy. Um, bad baby, bad baby. It's so good, it's so good.
1: I also uh, literally wrote down the exact same thing as you, Nate. I want yeah. Grogu hugging the mechanic as
0: art on my wall. <laughs> please, please, let's make it happen. I'm sure we can buy it at Disney for nine hundred dollars. All right. Uh, I want to know your overall thoughts and final score uh, for for this episode. Uh, which for this episode, we're going to be rating it on a scale of one to five. And Zellens squeezed too tightly. Megan, we're going to start with yourself.
1: Well, I think this was a great start to season three. There were epic moments, adventure moments, and story progression, if not a little expositional. Um, It was a fantastic way to bring back Mando and Grogu after season two and the book of Boba Fett. Big action, like I said, the start of a new adventure, And so much baby content, which is really why we're all here. (laughs) So I'm going to give this a four out of five. And Zelens squeezed too tightly.
0: (laughs) Can't start off
2: too strong.
0: (laughs) No, of course, of course. Uh, Justin, how about yourself?
2: Yeah, I think this episode... um, its strength is the the way it confidently takes us through the galaxy through dinjarin and, and grogu's perspective to reconnect with 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 their allies to meet new enemies to very much establish what will be the remaining seven episodes is is seeing a lot of this this unfold um it did not disappoint with with the action it did not disappoint by setting up great adventure uh, it set up some pretty cool characters as well um, it showed it gave us a really cool moment from from the animated that you know uh, i think was caught me off guard at least oh, yeah. it was like damn it's like let's let's go um, but it also then you know reintroduces us to in my opinion a bit more of an updated Din Djarin, an updated grogu mm-hmm. uh, you know and yeah, I think that it, it, it it's the proper introduction to a season three. It feels, it feels very fitting, and it had so much Star Wars charm, right? Like, the cuteness that is so inherently, like, that is now part of Star Wars because of Grogu found a place here. We found the Western also here. You know, we found some great space dogfights yep. in this episode. You so know, much. We had some magical moments. We had a big creature, right? So it really does tick everything off. I think the thing that is why I'm going to be giving this a bit of a lower score is only because it was, you know, I said in the, our spoiler free, I don't know if that's just the problem that we're, we're kind of at with trying to tell really big stories in short amount of time, mm-hmm. right. You know, taking the star Wars approach and condensing it into 32 a series minutes. because in 32 minutes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it feels like they're, they're really trying to set up a lot, um, but, again, it's Star Wars, and, and it still felt very refreshing to kind of return to a sense of normality with Star Wars after something that was so heavy, like Andor. Oh, yeah. I welcome it. It was refreshing. It was different. But, like I was saying at the top of the show, when we first got season one of The Mandalorian, it felt different, but also Honoring the traditions of Star Wars, whereas Andor now just feels so far outside of the box of Star Wars that in a good it's, way, it's kind of refreshing in the best way possible. Yeah. That that that's a compliment mm-hmm. to to it. Um, but yes, this this first episode did a really great job of of kind of reintroducing us to this part of Star Wars, the Mandalorian, the Grogu uh, side of Star Wars. So I'm going to be giving this a four out of five. And Zillions
0: squeezed too tightly. There we go. Oh, there we go. I think if, if Andor is that new and fresh flavor, the Mandalorian is Star Wars comfort food. It's the, it's the warm bowl of, of soup, right? That, uh, or the warm little, yeah, the little soup that Grogu drinks and sees, (laughs) um, but overall, uh, I think this episode was a bit shaky and awkward at times. Uh, there were just, it was, it, it, it kind of felt like it might've been a bit disjointed. Um, but it for me it, w- it was kind of like what you were saying, Justin, and and what we said in the spoiler free. It's a sample platter of of what the Mandalorian is, uh, and it poo poo platter. Yeah, I was gonna say a, a sample. I did the word he say I know. I was like, do I change yeah. it to do, do I keep poo poo? It's a p- no, no, no. Go with poo poo. poo poo platter sounds great. P- I like. You know it. what? It no. was a poodoo a platter. Uh, poodoo. Of, there you go. <laughs> there we go. Um, of everything that makes the Mandalorian. Uh, great and also sometimes not great and uh, yeah. and and that's that's kind of evolved for me at least from being not great and this is bad to not great and it's kind of charming at the same time yeah. and so it's kind of just like you sort of almost evolve with these shows you're used to it we're used to it and it's it's just kind of like oh Mandalorian okay
2: because <laughs> um, <laughs> when we were at season one we were very critical about some of this yes. stuff and like we would we think but now it just feels part of the formula. Yep. You know what I mean? That not be they able to, to kind submission. of rush <laughs> exactly <laughs> and to, to sort cuteness. of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> With Grogu this, yeah. but you know we we kind of we're used to this rushed um sense of trying to show you things yeah. in a, a small amount of time. But then you do get really great episodes that allow things to breathe a little bit, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, a finale in in season 2. So.
0: Um I think the opening was incredibly strong. Again, Rebels fans got their little moment and it's just like they've still not stopped thinking about it uh classic Mando visits a friend moment on Navarro um you're right Justin we got to see how much Grogu and Din have grown uh since the last time we've we've seen them and Din is such a dad now like he got his first (laughs) dad joke in this episode when he's like now that's using your head and I was like who is this man right now? Who is this Mando? Dad Jarin. Dad Jarin over jarring. here. He's dropping his dad jokes. I was like, that is so <laughs> hilarious and so unexpected, but be- he's becoming a full dad now. Um, and uh, and again, the awesome space battle, the wonderful tease with Bo Katan at the end. Great action, funny moments, intriguing setups uh, for what I'm sure is going to be a fantastic season. So I'm going to give this first episode a solid four uh, uh, out of five, uh, and Zelen squeezed too tightly uh the the balkan the balkan and i love i love how grief is like (laughs) he's saying mando he's saying it's broken that part he's like I got it
2: I got it <laughs> so
0: good um, I think it
2: was the one where he where he said he was broken and then he spits on yeah <laughs> and, then had, and then he had to clarify make sure he understood he's like I get it I get it, it. I I it. it. so <laughs> good
0: all right well that is it for this week's watch club for the Mandalorian season three we hope you enjoyed it and if you did make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts if you haven't already and if you want to write into the show with your thoughts or predictions on the shows we cover in watch club well listen you don't have to hire a bunch of small aliens to fix a robot that can help you guide you to your next bath time instead megan can you let the children of the watch club ah uh, new thing children of the watch club i don't know i'm trying it out. uh can you Dead let the children joke. can you let the children of the watch club know how they can reach us by hollow message
1: they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at com, Or they can find us on Twitter at geekcentricYT or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric.
0: It was very clean, very protocol droid of you. That felt yes. very... <laughs> Yeah, it was great. Uh, keep in <laughs> mind this we is my also-
1: answering machine voice.
0: <laughs> I love it. Uh, keep in mind, we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies, TV shows, and games, uh, including our recent spoiler-free review uh, for the Apple TV Plus series, Hello Tomorrow. Uh, and if you enjoyed this Watch Club and you can't get enough Star Wars in your life, because come on, like, Star Wars. Uh, we also have our Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2 Watch Club continuing uh, every single Wednesday. Some really great stuff coming up with that, with that show. Um, I'm super stoked. I will say our finale for that show... Um, we still have a few more episodes before we get to it. Might be a little bit uh, delayed as, as we we didn't uh, happen to get that one ahead of time to record, um, but we are so excited. I'm so stoked for it. I cannot wait to see where it oh goes. God, yeah. um, we also have interviews out now with this episode's director, Rick Femeyua, uh, and uh, as well as Bo-Katan Kreese herself. Katie Sackoff, uh, where Justin had the chance to sit down with them and discuss their voice in the larger Mandalorian story as well as uh, there's a lovely moment about Star Wars parenting, um, which is just absolutely adorable. So go give those episodes a listen uh, right here on your podcast service of choice, or you can check out that interview on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. And be sure to check out our TikTok at We Are WeAreGeekCentric as well. We got some cool TikToks going on. Uh, I'll get Justin to do a TikTok dance one day. Um, but again, <laughs> subscribe, click on all the things, click all the bells, click all the likes, give us a review rating out of five stars, make it five stars. Justin, Megan, thank you so much for joining me for this beginning of our 17th Watch Club. Uh, And as we say, this this is is the way.
2: way.